Have you ever wondered why your credit score is low? Do you want to get on the right track of start building generational wealth? If so, keep listening because this episode, I will discuss the benefit of being financially free and having financial confidence. Welcome to Financial Literacy for Caribbean People 101. I am your host, Nisha Steven, and this podcast is your literacy to financial freedom. Right. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome to today's podcast, Financial Literacy for Caribbean People 101. My name is Nisha Steven. I'm so excited to be your host today, to be hosting this session. Today, this podcast, we have a special guest, Kashima. She will introduce herself later, and we're going to discuss home ownership. All right. So, Kashima, please discuss, uh, tell us a little about yourself. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Ashi, as you had mentioned, Kashima Williams, and I've been in the real estate industry for over six years, um, licensed as a realtor now about almost four. And I am I am Caribbean as well. So, you know, (laughs) coming from where I come from, where my family's from and everything um, definitely was one of the driving forces to uh, going into real estate. So I'm excited to have this discussion. Yes, yes, yes. You know, it's kind of when we come from the Caribbean, because most time we own our own home in the Caribbean. And then when we come here, it's kind of a different process in getting your home. So as you know, today's topic is home ownership. So Kashima, as she's a realtor and the expert, she's going to give us a little info about it. So one of the first questions that we have for her is why is it important for Black Caribbean folks to own their own home? That is a good question. And um, just really thinking about this question, I think it's essential for all communities to buy. But why we're highlighting or spotlighting um, the Caribbean community, even the Black community um, so much is because we see other communities do it, right? They have this conversation from when they're young and they set their kids up to already do this where, you know, I feel like within our own community where we don't talk about the steps of ownership and really getting to the wealth building that really comes from owning your own home. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's really, really extremely essential to have these conversations, just like we talk about the birds and the bees. We talk about what we want to do when we grow up. I think yeah. it's very, yeah, I think it's like one of the biggest stepping stones and things that we need within our community because it's going to help us build wealth within our family within our neighborhood and our communities are like it's just going to help catapult us to the next level and we see it done so easy and effortlessly with the Jewish community with the Asian community so it's really now a dire scream for us to start taking up these um tools and having the conversation from when we're young so that we can create these gener- generational wealth for our kids, for ourselves, and within our community, for those that don't have these types of resources or, you know, skills to get there. 
Exactly. As you said, this is a topic that don't really start from home within the family. Like no one is telling us, hey, you know what? From a young age, you have to put yourself together. You have to buy a home as you grow up, you know, because like everything is like it's all out there for the white or the Jewish that they they practice that. But we as a black community, that is not really practiced in the home. Most of the time we grew up and we see our parents renting. So that's what we do, right? So mm-hmm. this is something that we should start practicing and telling our kids from an early age. Even I think schools should even start putting that as a topic, <laughs> as a course in school where children can learn from and build wealth as they grow. As we know, you know, wealth is one of the big things out there. All right, so another question that I have for you today is why is home ownership for Black Caribbean community, this proportion lower than other culture? What do you think of that? (laughs) That is another great, great question. Um, But essentially, I feel like if we're to really dig, like really dig, our community comes, has, um, stems from a lot of traumatic experiences in history and that has been carried throughout generation to generation like within the the brown community what they do is they'll be they'll get a two-bedroom house and all 10 of them live in the house and all of them own in the house and what they do is they take the equity out to purchase other homes so everybody's kind of leveling up at their own scale and I feel that's something that we need to do within our community is we need to create or we need to be able to, you know, buy together and, you know, instead of letting our pride get to the best of us and we want to, you know, I, I don't know how many times they said, I want my own space. I, I can't deal with this and rate And it's like really and truly it's spiting ourselves by, you know, paying somebody else's mortgage um, instead of putting that money back into our home. Right. Charity begins in the house first. So I think that's uh, one thing Uh, again. And then we have these taboo sayings, these money mindset or money myths about, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. We don't talk about credit. We don't talk about certain things that are, again, very essential to building wealth. And that's how you get the wheels turning. So it's, you know, it's a lot of bad mind ways that we have to really put it out there like how we think sometimes can hinder us because we're so set in our ways and and when we hear change sometimes within our community we rather stay with the devil we know than try something different because it's just so comfortable Yes, I think it's hard to do with that trust, right? (laughs) When it comes to our own culture, our own skin type, that trust. And two, as you said in the beginning, um, systematic racism, right? From where back then, right? With the government, with policies, real estate practices, lack of financial education, you know, lack of debt and those things that factor to all of this. Yes. And it's just carrying on whether we still have that information now. It's like, you know, there's the field person and then there's the house person. And it's like now when we deal with each other, there's there's already that tension because it's been carried on so far. So it's like we're trying to help each other, but then the trust is broken within ourselves. And then like it's this crab in a bucket in a sense kind of uh 
toll put us on on us and then we also have everybody else that makes it difficult for our community to 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 you know excel like you can't really rent easily in the from the asian community but they'll take your money when you're buying from them in the community convenience store and stuff like that like you know so things that we have to really be mindful we we it's definitely a harder journey for us and this is why we have to work so much harder than anybody else Yes, 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 definitely. I can see all those things that you're saying. All right, so moving on to our next question here, giving the people them all the teas that we can. (laughs) What is equity? Right, let's educate these people. What is equity? Okay, so equity, when you have property, is basically your, your original payment on a house working for you. So like when you go into the bank and you start a savings plan, you get 1% every so often on your money that you put in that savings account. Well, equity, unlike the savings, isn't uh, doesn't grow within a percentage, it grows within time. And based off of the last two years, um, your growth in, in the money you put into your home um, only increases. And what I mean by that is I had a client, um, I had two clients that bought in the same community year, a year apart. The first client bought for 530. The next year, my other client bought for 630. So the first client already made a hundred thousand um on her money that she put in her property. And mind you, she's paying her mortgage instead of paying rent and it goes to her. Right. So that was the thing. And then the same client that moved in the year later, she was she um, had another unit sell. And she when she bought for 630, the unit sold for over 900. So she made over 200 in in equity. And that's the value of your property going up. And you can use that equity. That's the thing. Equity is, is something you can use. So after the value goes up, you're supposed to leverage credit. Credit is not bad. Equity is not bad. You'd like a lot of people want to strive to pay off their house, but why do that when you can let the leverage the value of your home for it to work for you now she's taking out that equity to purchase a second property where she'll be a landlady so it's all always working with for her and now her equity is going to shelter a new family and they're going to pay her mortgage for that and then she's going to continue paying the mortgage for her primary residence and her bank account is just going to see that increase so to really answer your question Equity is essentially the the money you put into your home that grows um, that you can use again as cash or you can it's more tangible. Equity is a savings that is done in in real estate realm in the real estate realm without having a cap on percentage. A lot of people have like, you know, when you pay partner. You're really not, you're really not making any money. You're just paying yourself what you could have paid yourself in those five weeks. But at least equity, you're paying your mortgage and you're getting additional on, on top of that. Yes, yes, yes. Like, you know, like I know most people when they do have their house, they are 
more in a rush to pay it off. But have you say, why rush to pay it off when you can use that money and invest, make something else, you know, start building your wealth more instead of rushing to really pay off your mortgage is to use it, keep it as long as you can and use that money that you're gaining to invest and bring in more wealth, you know, to your family. And that's the thing that we have to encourage and educate our Black Caribbean people about because, you know, back home, we have our house, but we don't really get that equity out of it because like that's your home, right? So we yeah. are not building any type of wealth off of your house. So those are something that we don't know when we come to this country is that when you do buy a house here, you're building yourself wealth and giving that generational wealth that we need for our children, right? So that's just drive right into my next question is why is it matters for building wealth? And so for building wealth, it's essential. Like inflation is always happening. I, gone are the days. I remember when um, I wasn't driving yet, but when my, my siblings were driving and somebody can give them a little $20 and the $20 can do like a quarter tank. Gone are those days. Gas is not 50%, 50 cents anymore. Food is not cheap. Everything goes up with value. So if you're going to spend your money, you might as well spend your money so it works for you and that you can create these paths that not necessarily we, I know I wasn't introduced to it growing up, but I know when or if I have kids, it'll be easier for them. And then with building wealth, we're building a generation that's going to create even more wealth. So we're breaking these these chains that have been forever around us. And and with with achieving wealth, we're going to achieve so much more because it's just the beginning. Wealth is not just money or just owning. There's so much more. And and this is what we should strive for. This is why we should break the chains and have these conversations about credit score, using credit. I don't use a debit card. I use my credit card because I know how to use credit and credit doesn't scare me. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, those are some of the things that we really have to educate. And that's what this podcast is about, educating Black Caribbean people, you know, let them know what is there for them, especially. Therefore, so why is there a racial gap? Um, a racial home equity gap oh that's a that's a real tricky question you know because (laughs) there's so many there's so many reasons that there is such a huge gap one you know coming from a a community where everything's harder for us to get a job to get paid higher or on the same level field as people of from different communities has always been a challenge so again we have these forces that are you know against us in a sense and even though we're in Canada a lot of people think it's not racist here it's just polite racism here just under the carpet. <laughs> right? It's very polite racism, but essentially it's there's so many economic um um what's the correct word? Um there's so many economic uh things that are preventing us from like again getting having a job and being able to level up or be capped. Um and then there's been a lot of entrepreneurs, but with this year, I would say in COVID, we've seen more grants for Black um, businesses, which is great. It's just a starting point. I feel like there's 
we need to create more dollars within our community and that's us ourselves holding each other accountable for buying and doing business with each other and being holding us holding each other up to the standard just because we do we have black businesses it doesn't mean we're cheaper it doesn't mean you know uh we sh- we don't deserve the correct service and stuff so i feel like there's this huge gap because there is our own you know, our own stigmas to with working within our community. And then there hasn't been much funding put into our community overall from before. So these are the things we need to start making aware and, um, you know, helping each other out because it is truly tough already for Caribbeans, for Black people, for anybody of culture, for sure. Like, um, I I remember when we met in person at a cultural event and it was just like, this is so nice to see. But if you go to Atlanta where black wealth is like everybody, your neighbor, every it's so normal where anywhere else in the world, it's uh, unless you're like in Africa or like a predominantly uh, black or Caribbean community, you don't see much wealth. Right. And it's like why why don't you see it it's it's certain things and I, I that's one thing I love about the Atlanta community it's we're not a myth like they are really living our ancestors wildest dreams owning properties owning more than one and coming from wealth or building generational wealth so definitely a difference with every other community like in Canada or in the state in other parts of the state exactly exactly and as you said like our own culture if we looked like there are many cultures they're all helping each other build but within our caribbean uh, black culture there always that stigma as you said especially if you um a black business is there and you're going to them first you're gonna say oh am i gonna get a discount you're not gonna say that with another culture so why don't you do the price that you're own culture is giving you no you want it cheaper or you figure they are too expensive but you're not going to tell another culture that they are expensive so this is where we need to educate each other and stop being stigmatic and start helping each other build right that's how our generation of wealth is going to start growing and that's how we're going to see our community developing more right true it's true all right so moving on to this question this is a very interesting question and i always like to know exactly what you know people think about it do you believe that the government housing policy is impacting the ability of black caribbean people to purchase home what is your thoughts on that that's a great question i think you know truthfully like when we think about the black community um we're more in the not all, uh, just a, a huge percentage is in the working class. And right now, uh, the working class is being affected the most by the pandemic, right? So as of right now, no, I don't think they're doing enough to help us that are in this class to build wealth, to be um, at the forefront of, of, of ownership. I think everything that's kind of going on with our market, with with inflation it's gonna create more of a gap and a struggle for us to be truthful yeah 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 but um uh, one of the things that um 
I wanted to look into into that question is that most time, um, especially when Caribbean people and they're in the government housing, I think they get too comfortable within that situation and they don't want to move because probably the rent is cheaper or, you know, so they don't want to get out and buy themselves a house, you know, and move on. And we are just stick within that that, that facility and nobody wants to move on right everybody wants to get into the housing nobody wants to buy their own homes yeah so. <laughs> it's that comfort right we stay within what we know and we're scared of change of a different challenge oh it's going to be two hundred dollars more a month yes it might be but look at all the benefits that come with it you don't have somebody knocking on your door saying they they're giving you 24 hours notice for anything right Exactly. Like I was talking to one of my neighbor and I was like introducing myself. Hey, I'm a mortgage broker now, you know, and I was like letting her know what I do. And she's like, oh, but I don't want a house. I was like, why won't you want a house? Oh, because uh, rent is cheap. If I have to pay a mortgage, I can't live the life I live. And I'm like, but that house is going to bring you wealth. Right. Mm-hmm. But they are so comfortable with that if they move, if they buy a house, they won't be able to live. A they certain have to make life. sacrifices that they're not ready for. And it's just like. You know, what is it worth at the end of the day? And yeah, exactly. So um, are there more Caribbean families? Do you think there are more Caribbean families buying homes now than before? I think from my experience and the families I've worked with, yes, I do see it. I do see an increase within our communities to buy more, especially with the women. Um, You know, when with women, we're like, just tell us okay we know what we want you know everything because we make the home at the end of the day right where the husbands are more like here's money or this is what we can do and you got like we you know do what we can we we make it work and we'll we'll go to those lengths so I definitely see a huge increase with ownership and being in the front uh front of getting to wealth and building wealth Yes, I do see an increase. Yes, and I think that this time is our time. I see that through COVID has opened so many doors for Black. And I've seen that Black has started to come out, started to shine a little more than they used to. And I'm like, yes, this is what we want to see. This is where we want to go in life, you know. But we want to see more of that happening. We want to see more people, you know, starting their business, starting doing something with their life, moving on, you know, getting into real estate. Because many millionaires out there, you know, that's where they start in real estate right so we need to see more black okay i'm moving on to our last question here that we have for the night is what is the best advice that you can give a new immigrant from the caribbean about home ownership ah that was a good question um you know what with one thing i want to say home ownership is possible it is definitely possible no matter where in the world you're thinking about doing it. I would say to Caribbeans, because my, yeah. my parents are Caribbean, my, my grandparents are Caribbean. What I will say is don't get comfortable with where you are and challenge yourself to for a new environment. And what I mean by that is 
you know, a, for example, the, the pricing of owning a home here, it's expensive and it's scary for a lot. However, there's ways about going about it, like buying with your family and protecting your, your shares of it. But it's doing that research that discourages a lot. And I just want to encourage us to keep going, ask, tap into resources like myself, like you, like, you know, when you're able to hit up a mortgage broker and they're able to give you guidance financially, then you can make a sound decision be like, okay, you know, I can save up a little bit more. Or then you see a realtor and like you plug in those numbers that they gave you, and then you can make a decision of what you want to do. So don't get discouraged tap into your resources and and challenge yourself. You know, these are things that are gonna, you know, make you grow uh, and make the generation that comes after you to grow. Patna is not paying your bills. (laughs) You can put Patna in your, in your bank, in your piggy bank and do it by yourself and you'll come up with the same money. This is something that's going to build your money on top of what you already have. Yeah, and even though they use PANA, the most thing to say is making sure that they are saving that money towards something, right? Mm-hmm. You can have it, you use your PANA, however, save that money towards going towards your mortgage, put it towards getting a home, right? Because most of the time it's like, like when we come here, we're not educated enough about home ownership. And then you heard that, oh, homes are expensive in Canada, homes are expensive in Toronto. That just gave them the discourage. But however, if you find a financial plan advisor, that's going to stick the digits in for you and show you, you know, the roots of how you can save, getting other little jobs on the side, you know, making some cash and building that wealth, you will see how fast is it and how easy it is for you to start getting your home, right? Mm -hmm. So these things are possible, people. They are very possible for our Caribbean people. So we just want you to know, we just want to educate you guys that getting a home in Canada here, especially in today's time, is not as hard as you think. It's just you have to put your financial goals together, you know, instead of running and buying that Jordan's, put that money aside to buy a home because this is where your your profit is gonna take you know the journey is gonna depreciate right right but you know in equity you can build that wealth right so these are what we have to do and turn your turn your partners into your business partners and buy property together that's what you guys should do and then (laughs) business partners yes yes so oh my gosh this is the last question that i had for you kashima thank you so much for taking the time to be in here tonight and to help us you know bring the message to the people let them know that home ownership is not as hard as it seems out there Mm -hmm. no thank you for having me and just you know keep doing this because this is what we need this is the type of resources we need that we never had before so keep doing what you're doing you're going to be amazing in the mortgage realm um and yeah keep striving just keep striving i love it thank you thank you thank you pleasure So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you once again for tuning in to Financial Literacy 101 for Caribbean people. Until next time, stay blessed.